a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and as always, we're looking at all the angles. If you missed the last segment, we had we had a Democratic Socialist uh, on the line making some fascinating points uh, about those on the left. He was criticizing his own folks, saying they're getting distracted with cancel culture and things that uh, aren't allowing them to to talk about the issues that he cares about and wants them to win, which I think is a great point. Uh, we're now pleased to be joined by State Senator Mike McKell, who is not a Democratic Socialist and will never be accused of being a Democratic Socialist. Uh, he's a Republican from Spanish Fork. And uh, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing good, Boyd. How are you? It's it's good to be on with you. Oh, this is great. I've been uh, waiting for this one, and uh, uh, you're doing great work in the state Senate. And I know you uh, reintroduced a bill uh, around some regulatory things. We've been trying to have this debate all day today in terms of big tech and uh, how we deal with Twitter and Facebook and free speech and all of those things. So so tell us about uh, this piece of legislation you're reintroducing. Yeah, so, I mean, great question. So it is a restart, and we, we do get a chance to look at it again. One thing I want to make clear to, to, to your listeners is this is not a bill I'm, I'm preparing for a special session. This is something that, you know, we're, we're May, and I, I want to work on it through the rest of the summer, through the fall, mm-hmm. And hopefully have something to look at when the when the session rolls around in January. It, it's a big issue, but I, but I've got a bill open open again. Um, when the session ended, obviously there was a so we got some really good commitments from social media corporations. They they are willing to work with us and craft craft a solution. So we we agreed to that, and we've got a restart right now, and and we get a chance to review what we did, and and hopefully come up with something even better. Uh- and, and let me just jump in right there because I, I appreciate the, the fact that you say that, look, this is this is coming for next year's session, uh, but opening that bill file allows you to to have those conversations. And, uh, and for our listeners, this is an important process piece uh, because, as you mentioned, you're you're working with uh, many of those platforms, many of those tech companies, uh, and that's that's the way it should be. So we can have an open process. We can have some transparency. We can have some great debate. We can have some compromise. Uh, I think that sounds uh, like the right process for us in the state of Utah. Well, and I sure hope so. Uh, as, as you know, we have a vibrant tech community here in Utah, and we, we welcome that. We welcome the jobs that, that this tech community creates. And because of that, we welcome, we welcome their feedback and input. And I, I, was, I was really satisfied with some of the commitments that were, were made to me that the tech community would work, would work with us in, in the off-season and, and try to craft a better solution. I was comfortable with that. I know, I know the governor, the Senate president, we were, we were comfortable with that commitment. And for that reason, we were, we were okay with the veto. Yeah, and so let's break it down just a little bit in terms of uh, what you're trying to get at with this particular bill in terms of uh, how that relates to 
First Amendment issues, and obviously some people have concerns about where that uh, plays in. Uh, so give us kind of some parameters. What are you hoping to accomplish with this one? Sure. Um, so the first thing to, to point out is this this is a, a restart. So I, I, I get the opportunity to spend more time looking at the issue, and I'll, I'll tell you what the bill did during the session. But I hope that our conversation um, provides some additional clarity down the road. We've got from now until January to look at a broader solution. But during the session, what we were looking at was, was transparency more than anything else. Uh, we want consumers in Utah to have a cl- clear information about moderation practices. And we also, one of the concerns I've had is whether or not those moderation practices have been applied fairly. And that was something that the language looked at in this, here in Utah. But the good news is, with, with a reset, uh, with, a, with a new bill file open, I, I, get, I get to sit back. I get to look at what other states have passed. In the meantime, there's been a lot of bills that have been passed. We get to evaluate all, all of those bills and, and hopefully come up with something that makes sense for everybody. Yeah, and, and I know that during the uh, during the session, uh, you were critical of some of the uh, on the federal level, some of the Section two hundred and thirty things in terms of how those moderation policies had been applied uh, across the board. Uh, will there be some things in terms of the the state level, in terms of your bill, uh, that will have impact there as well? Well, I, I certainly hope so. I think that's something we should consider. I mean, Section 230 basically grants social media corporations almost blanket immunity. And one of the interesting facts, Boyd, is there, there are several circuit courts out there in the country now that have said these platforms, as far as elected officials, created de facto public forum. Elected officials, even if, even if you're derogatory on, on, on the platform that I'm using, I can't, remove, I can't remove the content, I can't remove the individual, but at the same time, the platform can. And it's, it's interesting that we, we have platforms that create a public forum, but that public forum doesn't, doesn't, nece- doesn't necessarily apply equally. And that's something we need, we need to look at. And the, the good news is I'm, I'm going to spend a lot of time this summer looking at what other states have passed and evaluating that. We've got some great attorneys in, in the legislature, so we, we get to look at the constitutionality. But, I mean, let me, let me say one thing that I think is important, important here. My, my strong preference would be to see Congress fix this issue. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you've done a lot of work in Congress. You know this. You know that Democrats have been critical of Section 230. Republicans have been critical of Section 230. And it shouldn't matter who's in the White House. If it's a President Trump or a President Biden, if there's problems with Section 230, Democrats see problems, Republicans see problems. I, I think Congress ought to step in and, and work on a solution as well. I, I'm not confident that'll happen. That's why we opened the bill file. But there has been a cry in Congress to fix it. But we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, so important, and uh, yeah, that's often the case when Congress doesn't get around to doing it, then we end up with a little more patchwork uh, work to be done, for sure. But uh, it is one of those things that both the left and the right can agree on. Uh, we always say that uh, you know it's, it's easy to cheer censorship of, of those you disagree with the first time uh, until it comes back around and they censor you the second time. And uh, this right. is this is a real crucial conversation. And uh, Senator McKell, we appreciate you joining us on the line and your work on this uh, and and beginning it early so we can see a transparent process uh, and have some really good debate and dialogue around. It. Appreciate your efforts on this one. 
No, I appreciate that, and thank, and thank you for having me on today. All right, wonderful. State Senator Mike McKell joining us, and uh, again, this is an important one. This issue's not going away. Uh, I think he was right to point out that it, it's not likely that Congress is going to get it done or get it right, uh, but this is one that should be done right, and it doesn't matter who's in the White House or who's in control of Congress. Uh, these are all crucial conversations for us to have, and we're going to continue to track and follow these Uh, as we go along here on Inside Sources. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the critics. Do they count or not? Find out next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.